Well, hello, this is Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up. Thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful, wonderful musical introduction. What a talented fella that musical director of ours is, Jungle Jim. He just has notes on his fingertips. That's right. Every time he touches a keyboard, magic occurs. The great Kreskin of music. This is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up, recording this podcast on Friday, November 19th, coming to you from the bowels in the basement located on the shores of the Seneca River, feeding up to the mighty Lake Ontario, going into the South Thousand, the Thousand Islands, out to, to the Atlantic Ocean, or to Toronto and Buffalo. Beautiful up there. Now, this time of year, you know, the lake is rough and the water is rough and it's dark and the, the skies are overcast as November is fully, fully in gear and the trees are barren and just waiting, just waiting and inviting winter to enter the northeast. It's a, the water is really beautiful this time of year. It's so rough and you have white caps and there's, you know, there's there's beauty in, in a rough water. Some some say they like to see calm water. You know, taking a boat on a calm water or a calm lake. I think rough water is beautiful. I think you know with the white caps and the ebbs and the flows and the power of the water coming up on the shore. It's just so passionate, like life. Life is a is a lake of whitecaps. That's right, a lake of whitecaps. Coming into the next week, uh, Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. Isn't that wonderful? Thanksgiving will be a uh, great, great holiday Thanksgiving next week. Probably most people, a lot of people aren't even working right now. They just figure, you know, what the heck? I'm going to Congress. Congress is gone. They just passed the, the tremendous, tremendous bill to uh, our infrastructure bill, which will help many, many individuals and and uh, build and correct and make sure our bridges stay up and standing along with other programs. So that was passed today. Congratulations to those in Congress who voted for that. Shame on you for those who did not vote for that. Um, uh, of course, you know, uh, there was some uh, big trial, a written by trial. He was found innocent of all charges. So um, let's just hope that everybody is able to stay calm, stay calm and, and, and be at peace. Friday in November, Friday in November, a nice Friday evening, TGIF, everybody, a lot of people work for Friday. Some people start their work days on Friday, and it really doesn't matter what day of the week it is. And I guess if you do what you really love, it doesn't matter at all what day of the week it is, because you're just TGIW, thank God I'm working, man, and then with a Times we're in and, and coming in through a pandemic, it's just really opened the eyes to many individuals who are really looking to um, spend their time using their talents and their gifts uh, in a way that fulfills themselves and benefits those all around us. So it's really, um, you know, it's uh, enlightening the awareness that has been created. You know, in our last podcast, we talked about, I talked about, because usually I'm talking here. I'm talking here. I'm the guy who's rambling, gambling, man, rambling on too much. Big, oh, the, the Beatles movie's coming out, uh, being going to be streamed on Disney. I can't wait to see that. I believe it's Abbey Road uh, footage of the Beatles that hasn't been seen. It was found, uh, you know, stored away for 50 years. I saw the trailer. It looks fantastic. You know, it makes you realize just what a what a special what a special group that was. They were, they were, and there's still two of them around. Um, last podcast I talked about leadership. Leadership, you know, and everybody, 
every, you know, I want to be a leader. And, you know, I talk about leadership training, you know, big market, big, big business, you know, being leadership training, leadership coaches, learning to lead the qualities of a leader. You know, what makes a good leader? You know, because, you know, there are good leaders. But there's another side to leadership as well. There's a side that that we don't necessarily look at, but we experience through the news and through the annals of history. That's right, I said annals of history, not the annals of history. Although you could take a look at the annals of history, you know, if you want to, because a lot of history belongs in the annals of history. But if we look at leadership and, uh, you know, the great traits of a leader, you know, one who listens, one who's compassionate, one who's empathetic, one who likes to delegate, one who is comfortable surrounding themselves with individuals who are more skilled at what they do than the leader is and is comfortable acknowledging that. That's all great. But what about the dark side of leadership? The dark side of leadership that we experience consistently through history. Those that are able to lead because they also possess the skills that make a good leader also are in many ways the skills that make a, a dark and evil leader when used improperly. And um, we've all experienced, read through history, lived recently through history, uh, how powerful the dark side of leadership can be. You know, I remember, I believe it was 1978, uh, Jimmy Jones in Jonestown, a charismatic man, a charismatic leader who was able to motivate individuals through their own uh, insecurities or the fact they were lost. He filled a void. He filled a void and made them feel a part of something. He made them feel uh, they belonged. He um, provided this uh, place for them to go, Jonestown, to go live. He, again, very charismatic uh, egotistical uh, individual who filled the void for many. And they had Jonestown. It was until, uh, I believe it was a congressional envoy went down to investigate George Georgetown because they heard complaints from their districts about what was happening down there. And when they went down there and they discovered what was happening down there, that these individuals were living down there uh, in many ways, uh, in squalid conditions, and they were following and being manipulated by this man, and they were going to go back. I believe it was, I'm not sure if the congressman who went down, but he went down with some NBC uh, folks and a cameraman, and on their way back to the airport, they were they were attacked. They were ambushed and uh, and killed, and the NBC cameraman actually left his uh, camera going, and it was captured at that time. Uh, it was either film or early video. I don't know which it would have been, but it was captured. And then Jimmy Jones went back to the crowd, who had uh, followed him, and he gave them some magical Kool-Aid. And he said, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid, and we're going to march into wherever you're going to march. I don't know the exact number, but it was a great number of individuals who drank the Kool-Aid, and by the time those returned to um, react to what occurred there, they found multiple individuals uh, dead, a mass, a massacre, a massacre of poisoned individuals. I believe Jones shot himself, massacre of uh, individuals. Following a leader, a charismatic, egotistical, manipulative leader who possessed the skills to motivate individuals to follow him and to believe in him. That's what a leader does. 
that's what a leader in many ways does. He had a vision. They bought into his vision and they followed him and they followed him to their death. Many of them giving up their, um, their livelihoods, but in the end, giving up their lives and their children's life. Tragic. David Koresh, David Koresh in Waco, Texas, charismatic leader. Again, a visionary, a man who, who was able to uh, deliver a message and a vision to those that, again, wanted to hear that. Those, again, that, that felt that he spoke to them. Those that, that were looking to fill a void. And through his leadership ability, they went into the Waco compound. And they perished in a fire as they were being, um, as they attacked the FBI and the FBI was trying to get back in. Uh, charismatic, followed this man, this, this, this uh, dark leader, but a leader, a strong leader, a dark leader, an evil leader, but a leader, a man who, who possessed leadership skills, who, was, who possessed skills that in many cases, those skills would be utilized to the benefit of a large organization. Uh, a CEO of a, of a Fortune 500 company would, would look to develop those types of skills where you can motivate workers to, to follow you and your vision that way. But yet these skills and these talents were used in a way to um, lead again to the death of uh, millions and the abuse, the abuse of, of, of many individuals, especially girls while they were there for this old man's selfish, selfish, uh, selfishness, we'll say. Then there's the his, there's the there's the leader probably the uh, the one that people you know you compare somebody to this guy and it's wait a minute you can't compare somebody to him you can compare somebody to this guy because you can compare compare the traits that he exhibited you can compare what he did I mean you can go through history and you can look at Manap Karafi you can look at uh, you know Kim Joo Young some of these leaders who you know they lead through fear they lead you know fear is something that leadership leaders also lead through. There's ego, there's fear, there's manipulation, and there's control. And you control those that are looking for something or in a, or in a place where they feel hope is gone, or they're the voice of the voiceless. And um, so, well, you can't compare him to this person. You can't compare anybody to this guy. This guy was so bad. He was bad. He's probably one of the worst individuals who ever walked the face of the earth. Committed the greatest atrocities, uh, some of the greatest atrocities. You can go back through history and, and look at some of the other atrocities by um, some of the Romans, and the, there was some pretty nasty stuff going on there too. There's been a lot of slaughters through uh, history, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of mass slaughter and stuff in history. You know, history's not. You know, you can look at the cavalry out and what what we did to our own Native American, the Native Americans here that are there, their Native Americans were slaughtered, slaughtered, horrible, horrible. You know, Colonel Custer. Evil man, evil, bad man, bad egotistical man who, through his uh, blind ego, led his troops into a massacre after he massacred many, many, many individuals. Slaughtered, I should say. But this leader, uh, Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler rose to prominence in Germany when Germany was in a time of, of kind of a reconstruction and it was coming out of World War One and you know, was looking for, for, for some vision, some growth, some way to prosper again. And then Hitler came in and Hitler came in and he spoke the words that individuals needed to hear. He presented a leadership that individuals could follow and he presented strength. And he, he eventually, uh, through his, his, um, 
speeches and his presentation and his use of propaganda and his use of communication and his tremendous ego, his lack of empathy. You know, Adolf Hitler built a movement and his movement became something that individuals followed because it provided them again with this strength and this hope and positioned them. And uh, Adolf Hitler uh, started a war, a war against the world and his people uh, at that time. Adolf Hitler decided to slaughter those that he felt uh, interfered and shouldn't be on the face of this earth from, you know, Jews to Catholics to uh, people who, who didn't fit his racial, um, you know, they weren't Anglo and white. And Adolf Hitler kept motivating individuals. He motivated through fear. Motivated through fear, either you follow or you die, you know, with the Nazis and the, the SS and the patrols at night. It was a country of fear, but it was people who followed him because he was, he was preaching power. They were going to take over the world. And they were going to be the superior race. But he was a evil, evil, evil leader who, who manipulated through communication, who preached and constantly, constantly held rallies and rallies for individuals who were lost and needed to hear this and believed in this. They believed in this. They felt some type of worth through this. They felt some type of vicarious strength through this. And he exhibited all the traits of a great leader, but he was an evil, evil, dark leader, darkness leader. And we all know how that played out. Most of us do. If you don't, you should. If you don't know how it played out, you really should. But we know where that went, World War II, and what it led to, and the atrocities that occurred because of this individual's skill at leadership. Some say prior to the war breaking out, he wrote one of the best books of all time in Mein Kampf. So it was a great book before, you know, about leadership. And he took those tools and he took those skills and he took those psychopathic traits and he became a leader, a dark leader. And that leads us to say that in corporations, in corporations, um, Many of the leadership traits that are on the dark side, those psychopathic traits, psychopathic traits, are displayed in, in, the, in the leader of corporations. And um, Victor Lippmann recently wrote an article about that, you know, about um, leadership and the psychopathic traits of, of leaders, you know, the traits of psychopaths in general. E egocentric, grandiose, lack of empathy, no conscious, charismatic, charming, and manipulative. And then it was t correlated that those are the same skills and traits that make the define leadership in many of our top organizations. There's a great book called Snakes in Suits, When Psychopaths Go to Work, written by Paul Babcock, Ph.D., and Robert Hare, Ph.D., 2006. Uh, how do psychopaths operate in the workplace? You know, and um, individuals say, well, psychopaths. How many times do you see somebody where oh, that guy's a psychopath going to HR? But uh, psychopaths in the workplace, the same traits that psychopaths have are in many ways the same traits as many of leaders in our workplace, because leaders in the workplace are man uh, manipulating and communicating. Uh, you know, uh, they, you know, great it's sizing people up, reading people. They're great communicators, um, or they appear to be great communicators. Um, they're chameleons. They can switch from one situation to the next, like chameleons as they communicate. And they did a survey out of 203 individuals uh, in high-level positions. 
And they found that 3% of individuals in this survey out of 203 possessed the tra psychopathic traits. The norm would be 1%. In prisons, 15% of inmates present psychopathic traits. So there is a dark side to leadership. There's a dark side to leadership. The same parts of leadership that make for strength, because you have to have an ego to be a leader. Whether you're a, dark, a good leader or a poor, you have to have an ego to be a leader because you have to have enough confidence in yourself and you have to feel uh, that inner strength to be able to lead because it can be a lonely job. You know, I've held leadership roles and it can be a very lonely job. There's a time where you have to keep convincing yourself that you're doing the right thing. And geez, am I doing that? I just screw up. Am I doing the right thing? I don't know. Oh my God. Nobody, nobody likes me. Well, I like myself. Good thing I got that. I like, I like myself. Nobody likes me, but I like myself. And how could they not like me anyways? My God, what's there not to like? You have to have that ego. You have to be a great communicator. You have to be a chameleon and be able to handle those situations. But those are the same traits that we see in our evil leaders, in our darkened leaders, in our leaders that manipulate. Now I look at our country today. And, you know, I, I look at Donald Trump. I look at what has occurred with Donald Trump and, and how Donald Trump has manipulated thousands and thousands through lies. A huge ego, huge ego, out of control ego, no empathy. Donald Trump has no loyalty to anybody. You're an object to him. He can either use you, abuse you, but once you're done, you're done. But it's all about his ego. It's all about his drive. And it's all about providing that vision to those that don't have a vision, a voice to the voiceless, filling that void. Individuals believing those lies and saying things that just don't make sense. I have to believe they I gotta believe they don't make sense. But lie after lie after lie, destroying democracy. Evil leader. The same qualities that are possessed in the other ones that I mentioned. All the same. It doesn't mean he is them. It doesn't mean he's doing things that they did. But it does mean that he possesses the same traits. Absolutely. So when people compare and say, oh, you know, Trump is like Hitler. He's not the same. He's not the same person. He's not doing the same horrendous activities. Although he's doing the activities, they're not on par. But what he does possess is the same traits as a Koresh, as a Jones. He does possess those traits. And if you don't see those traits, then you're just closing your eyes. But they're definitely there. They're definitely there when you look and you see, and you see those traits that possess themselves. You see the egocentric, the grandiose, the lack of empathy, no conscious, conscious. And you know what? He is charismatic. The guy is charismatic. He had a television show. He's charismatic. He gets up in front of thousands of crowds and spiels his spiel. He can be charming. I've heard, I've read stories about him where they say he's extremely charming in one-on-one -on -one meetings. And that goes back to the CEO and psychopaths are very charming in one-on-one -on -one meetings. And he's manipulative. He manipulates people like crazy. All those lead to manipulation. So as we put golden stars on, on leadership and say, oh, we, we, we need more leaders. We do need more leaders. And we do need to develop some of these characters, but we need more leaders who use these tools for the greater good. Not leaders who, who instill and, and uh, cultivate followers, who do their minions, who do their dirty work and, and preach their lies for their own self-gain. Because if they follow this leader, it benefits them, whether they're in a cult. Because it is like a cult right now. It's like a cult when you think about it. When you think of the rhetoric that you're hearing from some of the individuals in Congress and the Senate, it's like a cult because they're literally, first of all, they're not making sense. 
there's you know I hate to use this word but they actually are their their rhetoric is just plain ridiculous and it's somewhat border on calling it stupid, and it's harmful, but they just throw anything out because there's no con there aren't no con there aren't there hey there aren't hey there aren't there aren't, there aren't no there, there aren't no cars in that lot how's that for some communication there aren't no cars in that lot how's that for communication, but there is no there are no consequences for the for the communication for what's being said because the leader, the psychopathic manipulative leader has set the bar and made that a norm, just like in a corporation, in some corporations. And if you follow the leader, the leader's either, you're going to follow the leader, but seeing the leader has no uh, empathy, the leader has no compassion, the leader is just egocentric, the leader will chop your head off if you don't follow him in this case. The leader will look to destroy you before you are able to bring down him. So there is a dark side to leadership, and we experience, but there's also that bright side to leadership. And it seems like eventually those that have the courage to lead, you know, and I think we're seeing that now. Unfortunately, they're being punished for it. You know, I'm not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I am, I am not. I am not conservative at all. I can say that on my podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm left left, they would say. I'm not, I'm not. I'm like moderate left left, but I'm not. But I look at Liz Cheney and the courage. She is more conservative than Donald Trump will ever be. And I look at the courage she's displaying. But because of the rhetoric and the manipulation, people don't understand that. I would want her to be president. She's still conservative. But she has the courage. I respect her. I don't respect Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, who it's an accomplishment when she shows up someplace with her armpits shaved. I don't respect individuals who manipulate people instead of Kool-Aid and tell them not to get vaccinated and watch them die and have rallies in the in the midst of a pandemic for their own egocentrical um, satisfaction. So when we throw that word leadership around and we start saying who's a good leader, I think we really want to dissect that as who we are and understand that we all have our own uh, potential to be leaders and to be informed and to ask questions. Questions are so important. And if you start asking questions of people and they don't want to answer them or they become offended if they're appropriate questions or not offensive questions, that's a good time to really question who they are. Because people shouldn't be offended if you're asking them honest questions. The whole improv game of questions great exercise. It's just a whole rhetoric of questions. Oh, oh, Jungle Jim's got a question right now. And that's why I'm, why am I still talking? This is failing up. This is Tim Marr coming into the final weekend before Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday, my favorite holiday. Hope you're all going to have a great weekend or whenever you upload this podcast, maybe many, many weekends will have passed, but you'll hear some more podcasts. Tim Marr failing up. Take it away, Jungle Jim Marr.